Hello and welcome to Leftist Reading, a podcast where I'm a leftist and I read things. Today we're continuing with the curriculum of Marxism-Leninism. Apologies for the spotty update schedule recently, but I continue to be busy and will just get episodes out when I can and hopefully get more regular soon. So let's jump right in. 2. Law of Unification and Contradiction Between Opposites The law of unification and contradiction between opposites is the essence of dialectics. See Essence and Phenomenon. According to Lenin, quote, In brief, dialectics can be seen as the doctrine of the unity of opposites. This embodies the essence of dialectics, but it requires explanations and development. End quote. Footnote 4. According to the law of unification and contradiction between opposites, the fundamental, originating, and universal driving force of all motion and development processes is the inherent and objective contradiction which exists in all things, phenomena, and ideas. Annotation 182. In other words, contradiction, defined further in the next section, is the force which serves as the fundamental, originating, and universal force which drives all motion and development of all things, phenomena, and ideas. Contradiction is a fundamental driving force because it is the most basic driving force which all other forms of motion and development are based upon. Contradiction is the originating driving force because all motion and development arises from contradiction. Contradiction is the universal driving force because all things, phenomena, and ideas, without exception, are driven to motion and development by contradiction. A. Definition of contradiction and common characteristics of contradiction. Definition of contradiction. In dialectics, the concept of contradiction is used to refer to the relationship, opposition, and transformation between opposites, which takes place within all things, phenomena, and ideas, as well as between all things, phenomena, and ideas. This dialectical concept of contradiction is fundamentally different from the metaphysical concept of contradiction. The metaphysical concept of contradiction is an illogical conception of opposition without unity and without dialectical transformation between opposites. Annotation 183. A contradiction is, fundamentally, just a type of relationship. In a contradictory relationship, two things, phenomena, and or ideas mutually impact one another, resulting in the eventual negation of one subject and the synthesis of the negator and the negated into some new form. The metaphysical concept of contradiction is considered illogical because it establishes no connection between that which is negated and the resulting synthesis. Figure 1. In the metaphysical conception of contradiction, the negated disappears and is not represented in the resulting synthesis. Metaphysical contradiction presents contradicting subjects as isolated from one another and completely distinct, when in reality the relationship between the negated and the negator essentially defines the contradiction. The negated subject is seen as completely negated. That is to say, it is conceived of as essentially disappearing into the synthesized result of the contradiction. In this sense, this metaphysical conception of negation is inaccurate in that it is represented as a complete, terminating process. In the above example, once the fox eats the rabbit, the rabbit is considered gone after a terminal negation process. 
see annotation 196, ends the contradiction. Figure 2. The materialist dialectical conception of contradiction recognizes that contradicting subjects are defined by their relationship and that the synthesis of the contradiction carries forward attributes and characteristics from both the negator and the negated. Materialist dialectical contradiction recognizes that every contradiction is defined by the relationship between the negated and the negator. Materialist dialectics also recognizes that attributes and characteristics of the negated subject are carried forward into the synthesized subject. See annotation 203. Materialist dialectics also recognizes the contradiction continues indefinitely, as the negated becomes negated again, and so on, continuously, forever. See negation of negation. In the example in the previous figure, the fox consuming the rabbit constitutes a negation process in which the fox takes on characteristics from the rabbit, i.e. nutritional and energy content, any diseases which may be carried forward to the fox, etc. Contradiction arises from opposition, which exists within or between things, phenomena, and ideas. The concept of opposing sides refers to such aspects, properties, and tendencies of motion which oppose one another, yet are, simultaneously, conditions and premises of the existence of one another. Examples include negative charge and positive charge within atoms, anabolism and catabolism within living organisms. Anabolism refers to the growth and building up of molecules within an organism, while catabolism refers to the digestion and breaking down of molecules within an organism. Production and consumption as socioeconomic activities. Trial and error, which leads to cognitive development. Annotation 184. All of the above forms of contradiction drive motion and development. These processes exist in unity and opposition. For example, in political economics, production is driven by consumption and consumption is facilitated by production. Even though these are fundamentally opposite forces, production adds to the total quantity of products, while consumption reduces the total quantity of products. They can't exist without one another, and they drive each other forward. This is the dialectical nature of contradiction as the driving force of all motion and development as defined in materialist dialectics. The general properties of contradictions. Contradiction is objective and universal. According to Friedrich Engels, quote, if simple mechanical change of position contains a contradiction, this is even more true of the higher forms of motion of matter and especially of organic life and its development. We saw above that life consists precisely and primarily in this, that a being is at each moment itself and yet something else. Life is therefore also a contradiction which is present in things and processes themselves and which constantly originates and resolves itself. And as soon as the contradiction ceases, life too comes to an end, and death steps in. We likewise saw that also, in the sphere of thought, we could not escape contradictions, and that, for example, the contradiction between man's inherently unlimited capacity for knowledge and its actual presence only in men who are externally limited and possess limited cognition finds its solution in what is, at least practically for us, 
an endless succession of generations in infinite progress. End quote. Footnote 5. Annotation 185. Here, Engels is explaining how contradiction is the driving force in both material and conscious processes of motion and development. The process of life is a process of contradiction. All organic life forms must consume organic matter so that they can produce growth and offspring, must produce certain molecules and metabolic processes so that they can consume nutrients, and so on. Once these contradictory processes stop, as Engel says, death steps in, though even death is a transition forward. Conscious motion and development are also rooted in contradictory forces. Engels points out that the contradiction between humanity's seemingly infinite capacity for learning with the seemingly infinite amount of knowledge which can be obtained in the world. This great contradiction drives a seemingly endless process of expanding human knowledge collectively over countless generations. Contradictions are not only objective and universal, but also diverse and plentiful. The diverse nature of contradictions is evident in the fact that every subject can include many different contradictions, that contradictions manifest differently depending on specific conditions. Contradictions can hold different positions and roles in the existence, motion, and development of things, phenomena, and ideas. These positions and roles include, but are not limited to, internal and external contradictions, fundamental and non-fundamental contradictions, primary and secondary contradictions. Annotation 186. Internal contradictions are contradictions which exist in the internal relations of a subject, while external contradictions exist between two or more subjects as external relations. For example, a sports team might have internal contradictions between players, between the players and the coach, between the coach and management, etc. External contradictions might exist between the team and other teams, between the team and league officials, between the team and the landlords who own the team's practice space, etc. A fundamental contradiction is a contradiction which defines the essence of a relationship. See Essence and Phenomenon. Fundamental contradictions exist throughout the entire development process of a given thing, phenomenon, or idea. A non-fundamental contradiction exists in only one aspect or attribute of a thing, phenomenon, or idea. A non-fundamental contradiction can impact a subject, but it will not control or decide the essential development of the subject. Whether or not a contradiction is fundamental is relative to the point of view. For example, the fundamental contradiction of one nation engaged in war against one another might be the war itself. There will exist many other contradictions. One nation at war might have a trade dispute with a third nation which is not participating in the war. From the war perspective, this contradiction is non-fundamental, as it does not define the essential characteristic of the nation at war. Though from the perspective of a diplomat charged with ending the trade dispute, the war may be seen as a non-fundamental contradiction, while the dispute would be seen as fundamental. In the development of things, phenomena, and ideas, there are many development stages. In each stage of development, there will be one contradiction which drives the development process. This is what we call the primary contradiction. 
Secondary contradictions include all the other contradictions which exist during the stage of development. Determining whether a contradiction is primary or secondary is relative. It depends heavily upon the material conditions and the situation. For example, when restoring an old car that doesn't run anymore, a mechanic may consider the primary contradiction to be the non-functioning engine. There may be many secondary contradictions which contribute to the problems with the car's engine problems. The battery may be dead, the spark plugs may be bad, the tires may need replacement, the timing belt may be loose, etc. Those are all secondary contradictions which do not define the stage of development which is repairing the engine. Some of these secondary contradictions may need to be resolved, such as replacing the spark plugs, before the primary contradiction can be fully addressed. Others, such as a cracked windshield, may not need to be addressed before the primary contradiction can be dealt with. On the other hand, a secondary contradiction may become the primary contradiction. If a mechanic resolves every problem with the engine except for one bad spark plug, then the bad spark plug will shift from being a secondary contradiction to being the primary contradiction. The bad spark plug is now the primary reason the car won't start, and this stage of development can't be completed. Within all the various fields of inquiry, there exist contradictions which have a diverse range of different properties and characteristics. Annotation 187. Different fields of study will focus on different forms of contradictions, and any given thing, phenomenon, or idea may contain countless contradictions which can be analysed and considered for different purposes. For example, consider a large city, which might contain far too many contradictions to count. Civil engineers may focus primarily on contradictions in traffic patterns, the structural integrity of bridges and roads, ensuring that buildings are safe and healthy for inhabitants, etc. Utilities departments will focus on contradictions related to sewage, electrical, and sanitation systems. The education system will focus on contradictions which prevent students from achieving success in schools. All of these various methods of analysis may focus on specific forms of contradictions, though there will also be overlap. For instance, designing a school bus system will require the education system and civil engineers to discover and grapple with contradictions which might be hindrances for transporting students safely to school. B. Motion Process of Contradictions in every contradiction, the opposing sides are united with each other and opposed to each other at the same time. The concept of unity between opposites refers to the fact that a contradiction is a binding, inseparable, and mutually impacting relationship which exists between opposites. Annotation 188. Contradictions are binding and inseparable because they hold a relationship together. If two opposing things, phenomena, or ideas simply separate, then contradiction, by definition, no longer exists. For example, an economy is bound together by the contradiction of production and consumption. If production exists without consumption, or vice versa, it can't be considered to be an economy. Contradictions are said to be mutually impacting because any time a contradiction exists between two opposing sides, both sides are mutually impacted for as long as the contradiction exists and develops. Of course, it is possible for two opposing sides to separate from one another, 
For example, a factory which produced buggy whips may have failed to find consumers after the invention of the car. Thus, there would exist a situation in which production exists without consumption. In this case, the termination of the contradiction between production and consumption leads to a new contradiction. The factory will now be in the midst of a crisis, which will require it to either provide a different product or go out of business. Thus we see that production and consumption can't be separated from one another without leading to a change in the essential nature of the relationship and the opposing subjects. And we see that the opposing sides mutually impact one another. A change in consumption will affect production, and vice versa. In any given contradictory relationship, each oppositional side is the premise for the other's existence. Unity among opposites also defines the identity of each opposing side. Lenin wrote, quote, The identity of opposites, it would be more correct perhaps to say there, unity, although the difference between the terms identity and unity is not particularly important here, in a certain sense both are correct, is the recognition, discovery, of the contradictory, mutually exclusive, opposite tendencies in all phenomena and processes of nature, including mind and society. End quote. Footnote 6. Annotation 189. Here, Lenin is explaining that identity and unity are, more or less, the same concept when it comes to understanding nature of contradiction between opposites. In material processes of nature, social processes, and processes of consciousness, we perceive and define oppositional forces by recognizing mutually exclusive and contradictory tendencies within and between things, phenomena, and ideas. In other words, whenever we think of an oppositional relationship, we define it in terms of the opposition. Figure 3. Contradictory relationships are defined and unified by opposition. War, disease, and economy are all examples of unity in contradiction. When we think of a war, we think of the contradictions which exist between the opposing nations. When we think of a disease, we define it by the oppositional forces between the ailment and the human body. When we think of an economy, we think of the oppositional forces and consumption within the economy. In other words, the identity of contradictory relationships is defined by the unity of the opposing sides with one another. The concept, struggle of opposites, refers to the tendency of opposites to eliminate and negate each other. There exist many diverse forms of struggle between opposites. Struggle can manifest in various forms, based on the nature of a given thing, phenomenon, or idea. Relationships within a thing, phenomenon, or idea, or between things, phenomena, and ideas. Specific material conditions. See annotation 10. The process of unity and struggle of opposites inevitably leads to a transformation between them. The transformation between opposites takes place with rich diversity, and such transformations can vary depending on the properties of the opposite sides as well as specific material conditions. Annotation 190. Opposing sides, by definition, oppose one another. If forces or characteristics which exist within or between things, phenomena, or ideas do not oppose one another, then they are not, by definition, opposites. 
Thus, it can be understood that opposing sides have a tendency to struggle against one another. It is this very struggle which defines two sides as opposites and as contradictory. Lenin explained that some contradicting opposite sides can exist in what he described as equilibrium, but that this is only ever a temporary state of affairs as exemplified in his article An Equilibrium of Forces. See Annotation 64 for relevant text and more info on equilibrium. Clearly, Lenin sees that this question of equilibrium of contradictory forces is not permanently sustainable. Indeed, no equilibrium of contradictory forces can be permanent. Eventually, one opposing side will overtake the other, and eventually, any given contradiction will result in one opposing side overcoming the other. According to the law of unification and contradiction between opposites, the struggle between two opposing sides is absolute, while the unity between them is relative, conditional, and temporary. In unity, there is a struggle, a struggle in unity. According to Lenin, quote, The unity, coincidence, identity, equal action, of opposites is conditional, temporary, transitory, relative. The struggle of mutually exclusive opposites is absolute, just as development and motion are absolute. End quote. Footnote 7. Annotation 191. Absolute and relative are philosophical classifications which refer to interdependence. That which is absolute exists independently and with permanence. That which is relative is temporary and dependent on other conditions or circumstances in order to exist. So Lenin's point is that unity exists temporarily in any given pair of opposing sides, as the unity only exists as long as the opposing sides are opposing one another. As soon as one side eliminates or negates the other, the unity subsides. However, opposition is considered absolute, because it is opposition which drives motion and change in all things, phenomena, and ideas through contradictory processes of opposing sides. In the same text quoted in the passage above, on the questions of dialectics, Lenin notes, quote, The distinction between subjectivism, skepticism, sophistry, etc., and dialectics, incidentally, is that in objective dialectics, the difference between the relative and the absolute is itself relative. For objective dialectics, there is an absolute within the relative. For subjectivism and sophistry, the relative is only relative, and it excludes the absolute. Such must also be the method of exposition, i.e. study, of dialectics in general. To begin with what is the simplest, most ordinary, common, etc. With any proposition. The leaves of a tree are green. John is a man. Fido is a dog, etc. Here already we have dialectics, as Hegel's genius recognized. The individual is the universal. The individual exists only in the connection that leads to the universal. The universal exists only in the individual and through the individual. Every individual is, in one way or another, a universal. Every universal is a fragment or an aspect or the essence of an individual. Every universal only approximately embraces all the individual objects. Every individual enters incompletely into the universal, etc., etc. 
Every individual is connected by thousands of transitions with other kinds of individuals, things, phenomena, processes, etc. Here already we have the elements, the germs, the concepts of necessity, of objective connection in nature, etc. Here already we have the contingent and the necessary, the phenomenon and the essence, for when we say, John is a man, Fido is a dog, this is a leaf of a tree, etc., we disregard a number of attributes as contingent. We separate the essence from the appearance and counterpose the one to the other. End quote. In other words, we must understand that in materialist dialectics, the absolute and the relative exist within one another. In other words, the absolute and the relative have a dialectical relationship with one another in all things, phenomena, and ideas. Relative unity refers to the nature of unity between contradictory subjects. Contradictory subjects are unified in the sense that any given contradiction is essentially defined by the contradiction between two subjects. Thus, the two subjects are unified in contradiction. However, this unity is relative in the sense that this unification is temporary. The unity will end upon negation and synthesis. And relative i.e. defined by the relationship between the two contradicting subjects. Absolute struggle refers to the fact that contradiction, negation, and synthesis will go on forever. In this sense, contradictory processes are absolute because such struggle exists permanently. Struggle has no set beginning or end point and exists independently of any specific thing, phenomenon, or idea. Figure 4 Relative unity refers to the temporary and relative nature of specific relationships which define and unify specific contradictions. Absolute struggle refers to the permanent, constant nature of development through contradiction. Dialectical relationship between unity and absolute struggle. The relationship between relative unity and absolute struggle defines and drives change, motion, and development through contradiction. This applies to contradictions. The relative unity and the absolute struggle between opposing sides have a dialectical relationship with one another. The permanent absoluteness of struggle, the fact that all things, phenomena, and ideas are constantly undergoing processes of change through contradictory forces, can only manifest in the relative unity of opposing sides, which can only exist through the temporary existence of conditional relations between opposing sides. The interaction that leads to the transformation between opposites is a process. At the beginning, contradictions manifest as differences and then develop into two opposing sides. When the two contradictions are fiercely matched and when the conditions are ripe, they will transform each other. And finally, the conflict will be resolved. As old contradictions disappear, new contradictions are formed, and the process of mutual impact and transformation between opposites continues which drives the motion and development of all things, phenomena, and ideas. The relationship, impact, and transformation between opposites are the source and driving force of all movement and development in the world. Lenin affirmed, quote, Development is the struggle of opposites. End quote. Footnote 8. Annotation 192. Any given process of development that is to say, of transformation or motion, can be seen as a struggle between opposites. 
Various forms of struggle can exist simultaneously for any given subject, and the way we interpret struggle can depend on our point of view. For an engineer, a car moving along a road might be seen as a struggle between the power generated by the engine against the mass of the car itself and the friction of the tires on the ground. The driver of the car might see the process in terms of the struggle between the driver and the environment as they navigate across town avoiding accidents and following traffic laws. An organism's life can be seen as a struggle between the organism's life processes and its environment, or it might be seen as a struggle of contradictory forces within the organism itself, i.e. forces of consumption, of nutrition, versus forces of expending energy to survive, forces of disease, versus forces of the organism's immune system, etc. Materialist dialectics requires us to identify, examine, and understand the opposing forces which drive all development in our universe. Only through understanding such contradictions can we intercede and effect changes in the world which suit our purposes. For example, in order to fight against capitalism and other forms of oppression, we must first understand the contradictory forces which exist within and between those oppressive social structures. Only then can we determine how we might best apply our will through labor processes to dismantle such oppressive structures. We might do this by exacerbating existing contradictions within oppressive structures, by introducing new contradictions, by negating contradictions which inhibit our own progress, etc. C. Meaning of the methodology. Given that contradictions are objective and universal, and that they are the source and driving force of movement and development, it is therefore necessary to detect, recognize, and understand contradictions, to fully analyze opposing sides, and to grasp the nature, origin, and tendencies of motion and development in our awareness and practice. Lenin said, quote, The splitting of a single whole and the cognition of its contradictory parts is the essence of dialectics. End quote. Footnote 9. Annotation 193. In other words, materialist dialectics is simply a system of understanding the world around us by viewing all things, phenomena, and ideas as collections of relationships and contradictions which exist within and between all things, phenomena, and ideas. Since contradictions exist with such rich diversity, it is necessary to have a historical point of view, see annotation 114, that is, to know how to analyze each specific type of contradiction and have appropriate methods for resolving them. In our perception and practice, it is necessary to properly distinguish the roles and positions of different types of contradictions in each situation and condition. We must also distinguish between different characteristics which contradictions might have in order to find the best method of resolving them. Annotation 194. The historical viewpoint is vital because in order to fully understand any given contradiction, we must understand the process of development which led to its formation. For example, before a car engine can be repaired, we must first find out what caused the engine to stop working to begin with. If the car is out of fuel, we must determine what caused it to run out of fuel. Did the driver simply drive until the fuel tank was empty, or is there a hole or leak in a fuel line, in the tank, etc.? 
it is vital to know the history of development of a given pair of opposing sides as well as the characteristics and other properties of both opposing sides to fully understand the contradiction, since all conscious activity, like all processes of motion and change, ultimately derives from the driving force of contradiction, it is vital for us to develop a historical and comprehensive perspective of any contradictions we hope to affect through our conscious activities. And that is going to do it for this week. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions, you can email the show at leftistreading at gmail.com or contact the show on Twitter at leftistreading. Our intro and outro music is Decisions by Eric Medias. You can find it and more of his work on soundimage.org. And this show is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network. You can go to abnormalmapping.com to find this and lots of other leftist podcasts, as well as go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping and support the network as a whole there and get lots of other bonus shows. That is all for this week. Thank you for listening and keep reading.